Episode 91, Five Reasons Your Metabolism is Slow. Welcome back to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast, where we choose to become empowered patients and take our health into our own hands. Hi, I'm Shannon Hansen, a Christian entrepreneur, a mom of three, and after dealing with my own health mysteries, I made it my mission to learn everything I could about the thyroid. I soon became certified as a holistic wellness practitioner, a functional nutrition practitioner, and a functional diagnostic practitioner, and so much more. After that, I founded the revolutionary thyroid program, The Hansen Method. As a health professional and a mom, I fully understand the importance of having a fun, simple, and sustainable plan for achieving a responsive thyroid. So I share actionable and practical strategies for developing a responsive thyroid so that the ambitious moms and women can gain freedom from fatigue and lose the thyroid weight once and for all. Each week, I will be here for you. Along with my guest experts, we will be sharing simple and tangible tips that work for not only your thyroid, your hormones, your family, and your mindset so that you can get back to living the life that you envision for yourself. Welcome to the Thriving Thyroid Podcast. All right, you guys, welcome back. I'm so excited to be talking to you. Um, I have some news to share, and honestly, I'm a little embarrassed to admit this, but I don't know. I just, sometimes I think we have these experiences And it's like, oh, duh, like, why have I not been doing this all along? So we are changing the podcast format just a tidge. Um, So Mondays, you will be meeting here, at least most Mondays, um, you will be meeting here with me on the podcast and it will just be me and you hanging out. I will share stories and testimonials and information and tips and tricks and all of the things that I do and how I coach my clients and how I live my life and all of that fun stuff. And then on Thursdays, we're going to be bringing in guest interviews. So Mondays and Thursdays, new episodes will drop. In addition to that, this is the part that I'm like, Shannon, where have you been? (laughs) We are going to be doing units, so to speak, on different topics, and we're going to be diving a little bit deeper into things. And I'm like, why have I not been doing this all along? Um, so what sparked this is for my kids during the summer, I I've done an episode on this. We, I've talked about how I set up my kids summer and how we have, uh, different units and we do different things on different days to keep them busy and engaged and you know, all the things and not just sitting there in front of the TV. And I was sitting there and I was like, why am I not doing units or sections with my work? (laughs) Why? And not that I bounce around. I typically keep on a specific topic for a while, but I'm like, there's so much to, let's say, weight gain. There's so much to gut health. There's so much to mineral balancing. There's so much to hormones. There's so much to all of these different things. Why am I not diving in a little bit deeper? Dun, dun, dun. So cue (laughs) this new unit and these new sections. And I am, I'm really excited. I have, so all of, from this point on for June, um, 
July, August, and I believe into September, maybe even October, I can't remember what I have planned out. I have different topics regarding weight loss. It's not all gonna be weight loss, but we're gonna be diving into today's topic. Why is my metabolism low? 10 reasons why you are having hormonal imbalances that are causing weight gain. We're gonna be talking about sleep and how that affects your weight. And all of these different pieces, and I know that that is a big point of concern. And honestly, why a majority of our clients come to work with us is because is because <laughs> their weight. And so um, I did want to share one thing before we dive into this. Now, please know that I am not an advocate for weighing yourself, especially weighing yourself every day. I tell my clients, at least in the beginning, you need to put up your scale. <laughs> you need to put it away. You need to hide it from yourself. You need to like get it out of your bathroom, you know, put it up somewhere where you have to get a ladder or a step stool or something so that it's not tempting because us as women, we tend to put our value in the number on the scale. We think things like, well, you know, if I'm, I'm, I'm trying to lose weight and our body's natural weight will fluctuate a couple pounds per day. So if we're stepping on it every single day and one day you're up three pounds and the next day you're up four pounds and then, you know, something happens and you're down three pounds, when you're up four pounds or five pounds, that can be devastating to you. And I've seen it happen more times than I could count. And honestly, if I had a penny for every time, I would be rich, okay? Um, that this has happened with a woman, with a client, with, with somebody where they end up stepping on the scale, the number is not what they think it should be, and then they've had, then they go off on a binging trip right? Like, well, I must not be successful. I must not be good enough. And the number on the scale is dictating to them their worth. Okay. Number is a number. <laughs> there could be a million reasons why you're up and down. And we do have a podcast episode coming soon. So just take note of that. And hopefully you can learn a lot from that. Um, but I do have a scale and I bought this actually right before I found out I was pregnant. And then I did not use it while I was pregnant because I was like, all my numbers are going to be off. But it's called a Fit Track. Um, I do not have an affiliate link for you guys. I, I might link it up in the show notes, um, but you can Google search it, right? <laughs> and I am right now in the process of just getting a baseline. Okay, so I've been doing this for about three weeks. I don't weigh myself every day. Um, you can. If you look at my history, you can see I'll skip three or four days and then I'll weigh myself and skip some days and weigh myself. Um, hold on. But I wanted to talk to you guys about this and what I have observed with my own body having this information. Do I look at the weight and the number on the scale? Yeah, I do. <laughs> How can you not? But it shares so much more about the body. 
So it shares body mass index, so your BMI. It shares body fat percentage. It shares your body weight or body water, right? How much water are you hydrated? Um, it shares weight control issues. It shows weight without fat. So if you were to strip all the fat off, what you would be, okay? Um, it shares what your standard weight would be, which would be calculated based off your age, your sex, your height, um, to give you an idea of what a healthy weight for your body would be. Um, bone mass, so if you're high, if you have good bone mass, if it's starting to break down, fat mass, subcutaneous fat, visceral fat, so the fat around um, the middle section, in the abdominal section, which could be putting stress on the organs, preventing them from doing their proper proper functions. It shows muscle mass, muscle rate, protein mass, protein rate, your basal metabolic rate, and your meta your your metabolic age. <laughs> okay, so here's something really interesting. Your base, your base metabolic rate, your BMR, is the rate your body uses energy, aka calories, when you're at rest slash inactive. And this is a critical measurement to consider when you're planning your meals, though you should be considering how you feel physically as well. But it, this has been really interesting for me. So I have just been observing my body, right? And just saying... What is my body doing right now? How am I feeling in my body? What are my energy levels at? How is How are my mood, my emotions, postpartum, all these different things? And so I've just been observing, which is really hard because I do want to lose weight. <laughs> I want to lose that baby weight. But as I have focused on my sleep, as I have increased my physical activity, my basal, my base metabolic rate, my basal metabolic rate has increased by 500 calories per day. Okay. Which is amazing. It means that I can eat more weight or <laughs> eat more weight, eat more food and lose weight. Okay. Now calories in versus calories out. We'll dive into that is it's, not a thing. And we don't count calories with the clients that I work with. We focus on eating foods that you need in order to balance hormones and your thyroid. And we do that by testing. We don't, we don't guess here. We do that by testing and we say, oh, you need more vitamin B12 or B vitamin foods. Here's a list of B vitamin foods. Hey, your strontium levels are, are low. Here are more foods that are rich in strontium. I want you to incorporate those foods a little bit more. And then we also balance that out with digestive enzymes and probiotics so that we're breaking down and absorbing the food. And it's like, you guys, it's like freaking magic because all of a sudden, calorie counting, weighing, measuring, portioning out your food, all of these other voodoo things that we have to do to lose weight as women just kind of naturally go away. And so 
I told you guys, as I go through my journey of losing weight postpartum, I'm going to be sharing this information with you guys because I think it is critical for you to know and to understand what actually works. Am I weighing and measuring and portioning out my food? Absolutely not. Why? Because I don't want to. Why? Because it messes with my brain, <laughs> right? It makes, if I step on the scale and I am putting forth all of this time and this energy and this effort to weigh and measure and portion out and count calories and all of this stuff, and then to find my body gaining weight, even for a day, I'm going to feel like garbage and I am going to be unmotivated to continue. And I'm going to go off the deep end and I'm going to be like, you know what? That pizza I haven't been eating? Yep, let's order some. Let's go. Here we go. So I share this with you guys because I have been, like I said, sleeping and I've been working on physically moving my body three to five times per week. I would love to do it every day, but with a new baby and four kids at home for summer and work and business and all of the things, it is difficult. Okay. But even those small, tiny efforts are paying off, okay? So let's dive into what is, why is my metabolism slow? Let's start there. You may feel tired, cold, you've gained weight, your digestive system may be sluggish, you're constipated, you're bloated. You also may be, you may have convinced yourself that your metabolism is slow, so why does this happen? Why does your metabolic rate slow down? First of all, we need to understand what causes your metabolism to slow down. So, and what metabolism is. So your metabolism includes all of the biochemical reactions inside your body that use both nutrition, nutrients, and oxygen to create energy. So if your body doesn't have the nutrients and it doesn't have the oxygen, there will not be energy for your body. Your body will begin to slow down, begin to break down, and we will have a cascade of issues, okay? And then there are also a lot of factors um, into how quickly or how slowly it works. So that is your metabolic rate and that is calories. So... Right now, I'm about almost 1,700 calories is what I can burn at rest, meaning I'm sick, I'm sitting on the couch, I am not doing anything, I'm a big, being a big loaf on the couch. I can naturally burn about 1,700 calories at rest, okay? So don't worry, we know that the metabolic rate is, rate is also much more complicated than the age-old calories in versus calories out. Let me ask you, and I'm sure a lot of you are going to nod your head. <laughs> You've gone to the doctor and you're like, doctor, how can I lose weight? They're going to say, cut calories and exercise more. In fact, you guys, it is way more complicated than that. And we're going to dive into five reasons, five common reasons why your metabolism can slow down. And then we'll dive into each one a little bit deeper. So first one, low thyroid hormones. Number two, a history of dieting. Number three, your body size and composition. Number four, your activity level. And number five, 
your or lack of sleep. Okay. Ugh, I hate that one. <laughs> if I could get more done and not sleep, it would be fantastic. Um, so like I said, we'll briefly talk about each one of these and why eating less and exercising more is not the answer here. Okay. So let's talk about low thyroid. If you are here, you probably suspect that your thyroid is low or you know that your thyroid is low. Your thyroid is the master controller of your metabolism. When it produces fewer hormones, your metabolism naturally slows down. The thyroid hormone T3 and T4 tell your cells in your body when to use more energy and when and how to become more metabolically active. So ideally, it should work to keep your metabolism just right. And there are several things that it can affect this and throw this off course, like an autoimmune disease, like mineral deficiencies, such as iodine and selenium, for example. So if you have not recently had your thyroid hormones tested, you should do that and make sure to download our um, thyroid panel guide in the show notes because there is a lot of gold in there <laughs> when it comes to thyroid levels, um, the difference between normal ranges and functional ranges and how to do all of the things. So head over to the show notes and check that out. Number two, a history of dieting. So when people lose weight, their metabolic rate slows down. This is because your body senses that food may become scarce and adapts by trying to continue with the necessary life functions and do it all with less food. So while dieting can lead to a reduction in weight and the amount of fat, it unfortunately can lead to a reduction in the amount of muscle you have. And this is why I told you about this um, scale, because it is much more than just the number on the scale. So you may know muscle means faster resting metabolism, okay? Doesn't mean... Oh, I, what was I going to say? Um, it doesn't mean that muscle weighs more than fat. Okay. <laughs> I want to share a quick story about this. So about a year ago, we had a client and she was really struggling to lose weight. Her thyroid symptoms, you guys were probably the best and the highest success that we have seen in the Hansen method in four months, 92% of her thyroid symptoms had completely gone away, right? Her Hashimoto's was like, I would say at that point, full-blown remission, body is doing incredible. However, <laughs> she was struggling to lose weight. And a big part of this was she was struggling to eat food. She was on her feet. She was a nurse. She was clocking about 12, 12, um, 20,000 steps per day. She was very actively moving. She wasn't, let's say, like pumping iron in the gym, but her she was very active during the day. And she kept trying to get away with eating about seven, eight, nine hundred calories of food. And we could tell this by her food journals. And I kept telling her, and we all kept telling her, right? All of the success coaches, she's like, I can't lose weight, I can't lose weight. And we're all like, you have to eat more food. You have to eat more food. Your body 
is not letting go of the weight because it senses that scarcity. It is trying to adapt to doing all of the things with less food and that can cause the body to hold on weight because it wants to store the energy for later, right? It can also store toxins and all of the things. Um, <laughs> and so it was, I, I'm going to say, a really an uphill battle trying to get her to see that her body needed more calories and that would result in weight gain or excuse me, weight loss instead of holding on to the weight. And so again, one of the things that I see chronically happening with our, our Hanson Method clients, our VIP clients, everybody that we're really working with is this under eating. Okay. So what we need to do is we need to speed up the metabolism and this is what we're talking about today. Okay, so let's go into the next one, your size and body composition. So in general, larger people have a faster metabolic rate. This is because it takes more energy to fuel a larger body than a smaller one. However, you already know that gaining weight is rarely the best strategy for increasing your metabolism. Muscles that actively move and do work, right? Lifting, squatting, bending, picking up, they need energy. Even muscles at rest burn calories, burn more calories than fat. And this means that the body, the amount of energy your body uses depends partly upon the amount of lean muscle mass you have, okay? So here's a tip. Do some weight training to help increase your muscle mass. And I really, really believe that that is why we are, I am seeing by increasing my energy levels or increasing my ex exercise activity, my basal metabolic rate is also going up because I'm building muscle. It's at a slow rate, you know what? Consistency is more important than putting it on really, really quickly. And this is another valuable reason to have information versus just the number on the scale, just your weight. Okay. So I'm, I'm paying attention to my basal metabolic rate. I'm paying attention to my muscle mass. I'm paying attention to the visceral fat, you know, and looking at different ratios. Okay. So anyways, Little side note, <laughs> hopefully you guys are having some perspective shifts in this process, um, which I, that is really my goal for, for doing this. But let's dive into talking about your activity levels. So aerobic exercises temporarily increases your metabolic rate. Your muscles are burning fuel to move and to do the quote unquote work. And when you can tell, and you can tell because you are getting hotter, you're sweating, right? Your body, you might get red in the face, you might, you know, red in the chest, whatever. Even little things can add up. Walking a little bit further than normal, using a standing desk versus sitting all day, or um, taking the stairs instead of the elevator can 
all contribute to more activity in your day. So one of the things I'm actually reading this book right now, and I have like less than a chapter to finish. It is called How to Train Your Mind. And it's not what I was expecting. It's a lot more focused on meditation. But they are showing to increase productivity, right? Which is one of the number one things I want as mom. (laughs) How can I get more done in the day? Um, (laughs) Is work for 45 minutes and then get up and actively move your body. Get up and walk to the bathroom. Get up and go get a drink of water. Get up and go walk around the block and then come back in. This can be used as a walking meditation and that will actually increase your productivity. It will increase your concentration. It will increase your performance across the board and contribute to the activity that you need to burn a few extra calories, okay? So here's here's your pro tip. Incorporate movement into your day. And also do your best to exercise regularly. And I'm not saying hit the gym and pump pump iron, you guys. I am saying it's Arizona here. It's a hundred and something million degrees. And we wonder every day why we are here. <laughs> but we incorporate swimming, right? I take my kids to the swimming pool. I incorporate during, you know, cooler months, taking bike rides, or we try to take bike rides here in the evening or early in the morning um, as part of our activity for our body. Those, those small little things will add up and make a huge difference. For me, I will set a timer. I will work 45 minutes and then my laundry room is upstairs by the bedrooms. And so, and my office is downstairs. So I will set a timer. I will purposely go upstairs, change the laundry, come downstairs. And then, you know, I like, and then, you know, go to the bathroom, get a drink or go get some water or, you know, something, right? Like I'm moving my body. I don't necessarily want to go outside and walk a mile or half a mile or even a quarter of a mile when it's 110 degrees outside right now. But during when in the cooler months, that is definitely something I will do. I will set a timer to work 45 minutes or 90 minutes and then make myself take a break to get that physical activity in. All right. This one is probably my favorite and my least favorite right now. (laughs) And tip number five is sleep, the lack of sleep. So there is plenty of research that shows the influence of sleep on your metabolic rate. In a general consensus is seven to nine hours of sleep every single night. You guys... I've said it before, I'm gonna say it again, and I will probably say it a thousand more times. Prioritize your sleep. My body changed. I was dealing with aches and pains and weight gain and fatigue and insomnia and all of these things years ago until I started prioritizing my sleep. And I was doing things like, okay, I'm going to get everybody to bed. The house is quiet. I have my alone time. I'm going to do the laundry. I'm going to clean up the kitchen. I'm going to 
you know, fold laundry while I watch TV. And then before I know it, I'm four episodes in. And I was doing it in the sake of, I get me time. I get alone time. I get to relax. And, or I also made the excuses of, well, I have insomnia. I'm just going to go lay in the bed and I'm just going to stare at the ceiling. And that's not going to be fun either. So I had to create a nighttime routine, nighttime ritual. And what that started to do was it started to prepare my body mentally and physically for bedtime. Okay. So I was very regimented for a while of getting on my pajamas, brushing my teeth, brushing my hair, washing my face. And I tried to do the same routine every single night. Then I would go through and I would start turning off all the lights. Then I would read my kids books and lay down with them and rub their back and sing our songs and do their kind of thing. And then I would go to my bed and I would lay down and I would close my eyes and I did quiet meditation. Um, I've done things. I hate calling it meditation because I feel like people are on weird spectrums about meditation. Um, but I would do some visualization. I would listen to some things on my phone. Um, in high school, I remember doing, it was in my dance class and I, this was my first experience with something like this. And honestly, I hated it. I had a love hate relationship actually, but we did this meditation where the teacher read a script and we were laying on the floor and we were supposed to visualize the script. And a lot of the girls in there ended up falling asleep. And I found my mind at that point in time wandering and racing. And I'm thinking like, okay, is the bell going to ring? Are we almost done? Do I have to do this? Like, you know, I did not, (laughs) it was really hard for me to calm my mind at that point. Um, Since then, since having kids and all of these different things, I'm like, I actually really appreciate those moments to be able to lay down in corpse pose for for yoga and just be present in my body and focus on my breath and focus on sinking into my bed, sinking into the floor, sinking into the couch, wherever I'm at. And this sounds so weird, but like having in one of the, I think this is the one that we did in high school. It talked about filling the body with sand and that sand would make it heavy and help you just sink further and further deeper into this state of rest. And anyways, there's a million different things. So that was one of the things that I would actively do to help myself fall asleep. And instead of it taking an hour to fall asleep or two hours, that time drastically decreased to the point where I can fall asleep in like five minutes now because I know what it takes to relax my body and to relax my mind. There are a few nights where I'm a little more restless than normal, (laughs) Um, but it's also few and far between. And so on those nights, I do keep a notebook by my bed and I write down the things that my mind is thinking of. 
Sometimes I'm laying in bed and I'm like, oh, I need to do this for the business. Oh, the kids this. Oh, this. Oh, that. And I find that once I write them down, it like takes that weight or that burden off of me. And I can finally start to rest my body and head into bed. So anyways, that is my little um, spiel, I guess about sleep. I went on way longer than I was planning it to for sleep, but really sleep is so important. And we are going to be talking about that more here to come. Um, so big notable changes or things to examine is thyroid levels. You guys can go download the thyroid panel guide. Number two, look at your history of dieting. Number three, your size and your body composition. Number four, your activity levels. And number five, sleep. If you are going to start anywhere, I would say start prioritizing your sleep and go from there. Look at activity level. Look at your size and body composition. Look at your muscle mass. Um, all of these different things. And you guys, our door is always open for you to come work with us inside the Hanson Method. I will see you guys on the next. Wait before you go! Please subscribe if you found value in today's episode. Leave us a review and share on Instagram and please tag us. We love your